Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome or in the fertility section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome, abbreviated to OHSS, is a complication of ovarian stimulation during in vitro fertilization infertility treatment. It's a complication of IVF. OHSS is associated with the use of human chorionic gonadotropin or HCG to mature the follicles during the final steps of ovarian stimulation. Let's talk about the pathophysiology. The primary mechanism for OHSS is an increase in vascular endothelial growth factor or VEGF which is released by the granulosa cells of the follicles. VEGF increases vascular permeability causing fluid to leak from the capillaries. Fluid moves from the intravascular space to the extravascular space and this results in edema, ascites and hypovolemia. The use of gonadotropins LH and FSH during ovarian stimulation results in the development of multiple follicles. OHSS is provoked by the trigger injection of HCG that comes 36 hours before egg collection. HCG stimulates the release of VEGF from the multiple follicles in the ovaries. The features of the condition begin to develop after the HCG trigger injection. There's also activation of the renin-angiotensin system. A notable finding in patients with OHSS is a raised renin level and the renin level correlates with the severity of the condition. Next let's talk about the risk factors. The risk factors for OHSS are younger age, a lower BMI, raised anti-mullerian hormone, a higher antral follicle count, meaning more follicles are developing in the ovaries, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and raised estrogen levels during ovarian stimulation. Next let's talk about prevention. Women are individually assessed for their risk of developing OHSS. During stimulation with gonadotropins, they can be monitored with the serum estrogen levels and higher levels indicate a higher risk, and ultrasound monitoring for the follicles, and a higher number and larger size indicates a higher risk. In women at higher risk, several strategies may be used to reduce the risk, and this includes using the GnRH antagonist protocol rather than the GnRH agonist protocol for suppression of the natural menstrual cycle, using lower doses of the gonadotropins, using lower doses of the HCG trigger injection or using alternatives to the HCG injection, for example a GnRH agonist or luteinizing hormone. Next let's talk about the presentation and features. Early OHSS presents within 7 days of the HCG trigger injection. Late OHSS presents from 10 days onwards. Features of the condition include abdominal pain and bloating, nausea and vomiting, diarrhea, hypotension or a low blood pressure, hypovolemia, ascites, 
pleural effusions, renal failure, peritonitis as a consequence of one of the follicles rupturing and releasing blood into the peritoneal cavity, and prothrombotic states with a risk of DVT and PE. Next let's talk about the severity. The severity of OHSS is determined based on the clinical features. Mild OHSS involves abdominal pain and bloating. Moderate involves nausea and vomiting with ascites seen on an ultrasound scan. Severe OHSS involves ascites, low urine output called oligouria, a low serum albumin, a high potassium level and a raised hematocrit of above 45%. And critical OHSS involves tense ascites, no urine output called anuria, thromboembolism and acute respiratory distress syndrome or ARDS. Finally let's talk about management. Management is supportive with treatment of any complications. This involves oral fluids, monitoring the urine output, low molecular weight heparin to prevent venous thromboembolism, acytic fluid removal called paracentesis if required to treat ascites, and intravenous colloids, for example human albumin solution. Patients with mild to moderate OHSS are often managed as an outpatient. Severe cases require admission to hospital and critical cases may require admission to the intensive care unit or ICU. A tom tip for you, hematocrit may be monitored to assess the volume of fluid in the intravascular space. Hematocrit is the concentration of red blood cells in the blood. When the hematocrit goes up, this indicates less fluid in the intravascular space as the blood is becoming more concentrated. Raised hematocrit can indicate dehydration. So thanks for listening to this episode on ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. And I hope you tune in to the next episode where we'll move on to a new subject of early pregnancy and start with an episode on ectopic pregnancy.